Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. Well, hello and welcome back to my careers podcast. If you're thinking of doing business in China, now this is the episode for you. I have on the show today, China expert Carsten Primdel. Last year, I interviewed Carsten about his career journey, but today we're going to find out how to be a success when doing business in China. First of all, a little bit of background on Carsten. Carsten Primdel is the founder of Vantage Compliance and Mitigation, an offshore supply chain consultancy specializing in assisting businesses from Europe, USA, Japan, Australia, and elsewhere in risk mitigation and compliance regarding their Chinese supply chain operations, plus how to get your products into China. During the last 15 years and more, working in and around Asia in corporate compliance, supply chain and risk mitigating professional services, Carsten has developed a perspective and understanding of all the challenges faced by companies dealing with and in China and Asia. Since establishing his own business in 2007, he has assisted global brands such as Aldi Supermarkets and Lint Chocolate with their supply chain issues in China. In addition, Carsten has successfully delivered projects in Hong Kong, Japan, India, Bangladesh, Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia, Spain and Denmark. His first book, Red Flag, Your Guide to Management When Buying in China, is now available at vantagecompliance.com forward slash book. That's on his website and you'll be able to see the URL on my show notes after the show. And so let's welcome Carsten to the show. Good morning, Carsten. Good morning, Jane. Thanks for having me back. Ah, well, I'm looking forward to finding out more about Vantage because there's so much going on in China and so many great opportunities for people looking to do business in China and not just bringing in products from China, but getting their businesses and services into China that I think you're the go-to man to talk to, aren't you? Absolutely. Thank you uh, (laughs) for for plugging me in like that. Thanks. Um, Well, I think when there's an opportunity, we must share it, don't you think? And China is such a large market and you've got such a great background in doing business in China with all of your your, um, Chinese experience. Plus, you have a, a Chinese wife, too. So you really understand the culture well. So how about to start us off? 
Tell us why you set up Vantage Compliance. Yes, well, basically, um, my business, Vantage Compliance, uh, I set it up out of a desire uh, to help companies uh, do things the right way the first time. Uh, essentially, I've worked with uh, China and Asia for so many years now that I've seen a fair few examples of uh, a fair few cases of, of companies doing it the wrong way. And you can only shake your head uh, when you see that um, because you know better. Uh, but obviously, not everybody who's willing to listen to advice and, and everybody needs to learn it in their own way. So I just figured that I have some uh, knowledge on how to do things better. And uh, that was the reason why I set it up, because I want to help companies avoid these uh, these pitfalls. Yeah, there are so many pitfalls to look look through. And I, I know that you've got some stories of how, how um, clients have been burnt in the past when they tried to do it themselves. But now there have been some changes. There's this new free trade agreement with China. So what does this mean? And how does it affect all of us who might be thinking about looking to sell products or services into China? Yes, well, basically the, the new free trade agreement, uh, the chapter, China-Australia free trade agreement, uh, just came into effect and uh, it means that uh, certain areas are going to be opened up gradually uh, for um, for new exports um, and essentially that that basically opens up a lot of uh, tremendous opportunities for Australian businesses. Uh, for example, services uh, previously was uh, a restricted area. Uh, you couldn't just get into China and set up uh, any type of service, service business. Um, so, for example, financial services, uh, insurance, um, law firms, etc., uh, now have much less restrictions that they face when they want to enter into China. And uh, obviously, that's uh, something that the Australian government wants Australian businesses to capitalize on because uh, there's uh, an opening up going on the other way and uh, nobody wants to lose out. It's, it's not just a one-way deal. It has to be a, a bilateral deal. So... There's a lot of opportunities coming up and there's uh, obviously a lot of people trying to capitalize on that. Um, and there's also a lot of companies out there who well, would say that they have a lot of experience in, in helping with this. Um, but you've got to be careful <laughs> who you choose to work with. So, Carsten, if someone's thinking about setting up a business in China, how, how do we go about it? I mean, how, how do you even start? Well, um, setting up a business in China is uh, a bit of a quagmire. Uh, you require a lot of different papers. Uh, from time to time, they change, they change the rules and regulations. Uh, there might be some age requirements on your business before you can set up in China. There's uh, tons of different types of businesses that you can set up. It's not just uh, PTY and... and uh, um, uh, corporate corporations, etc. I mean, they have more than twenty different company types, uh, so you got to choose the right one. Not all of these company types are available to foreign companies. So um, the the issue is to choose the right type, and it all depends on how old is your business. Uh, obviously, you'd usually be at a point where you are not sort of a startup company when you want to enter China, um, but that there are age restrictions on how old your business needs to be. So it's important to take the right type of uh, advice before you you even embark on it. Then once you've uh, chosen the type of business that you want to uh, open up, you need to prepare all the paperwork. Um, 
little details like what kind of pen you use for filling out the papers, very important. Um, it has to be done with a black felt tip pen. Uh, you can't use a ball pen, a ballpoint pen, um, which uh, sometimes can seem um, funny <laughs> when you think about it. But um, but yeah, it, it it there's a lot of different little nitty gritty restrictions that you need to make sure that it, it's done in the right way because otherwise uh, the process will just stop. Um, another thing is that you can't actually proceed to legally register your business until you have a uh, rental contract uh, for a premise. Uh, and in China, it doesn't work the same way as it works in, in most Western countries where you can basically just uh, you know either register your, your office address at some sort of a, a law firm uh, where they register hundreds of companies on the same address. In, in China, you actually need to have your own premise. Um, but you might not be able to actually rent that premise until you have a, a company uh, registration that is in the process of being approved. So it's a bit of a catch-22. So you, sometimes, I mean, when I've registered business, I've, I've opened six businesses in China and, and Hong Kong. And um, I've basically had to put my own name down first as the rental of the, of the premise in order to proceed with the registering the business that had to be in, in that particular premise, which is a bit of a risk to the person who's actually, uh, I mean, if you're a company and you send, send somebody over there to do it, that person's essentially assuming all that risk of a rental contract for maybe one or two years. Um, which is uh, which is not funny. Wow. <laughs> so, it sounds like there's a quagmire of, of things. Just it's 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 such a worry if you don't know what you're doing and to get that advice beforehand because otherwise you put the cart before the horse. You'd be wasting so much time, effort, exactly. and money too. Exactly, exactly. You want to do it right because if you end up somewhere where there's a roadblock because you've been doing it in the wrong way, you you basically yeah you wasted the effort and you have to either start all over or, or abandon. And you don't want to do that. So, mm. well, I, I can see how Vantage Compliances has found a need <laughs> for for the businesses here in order to make life a lot simpler for for companies starting to do business in China. Absolutely, and it's not just about the pen. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I know. So, a black felt pen, not a yes. biro. Okay. No, 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 not a blue one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Nice. Okay. You see all these little things you wouldn't know, and you wouldn't even know what to ask half the time either, would you? No, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, having set up quite a number of businesses yourself, you're obviously well versed. And then with all the the changes now with the new free trade agreement too, um, with you being up to speed on what to look out for, I think you'd be a great benefit. So, so tell me, Vantage Compliance, what are all the services that you provide? Well, um, we basically help, apart from uh, getting product out of China, we help uh, companies with uh, doing market research. Uh, obviously, China is a huge country. There's many different regions. Each region, they have their own sort of difference and, and uh, unique ways of, uh, of require, requirements to their, uh, what, what, what they'd like to buy. So it's important to, to do the research adequately before deciding and then uh, deciding on what kind of strategy that you want to use for, for your go-to market. Um, it's important. There's so many opportunities and the issue obviously is to find the right the right uh, people that you can work with over there. Um, do you want to send your own person or do you want to, for example, hire somebody through us to do the initial footwork or 
Uh, I mean, that's obviously another issue, the whole human resource management thing in China. Uh, you can't just walk out and start employing people in your own business um, unless you have the right type of business. But most type of foreign invested business need to go through um, a, a company called FESCO, which is in China's a foreign en- uh, enterprise uh, human resource company. So you hire basically through them. And that means that they will basically assume all the liability of, of, of hiring and they will do the salary payment and all that. But um, all these things, being aware of them, is what we help companies uh, doing uh, so that they can focus on what's important. Uh, another thing is, for example, the the, the language issue. Uh, it, it's really important to choose the right uh, translation for your business. It's really important to have uh, for your, for your business name. It's really important to have the right description of your product. It's not just uh, that you can plug it into Google Translate. We all know that, obviously, but um, there's also differences in in translators. So if you don't have the right translator, they might, if, if they're not on a suffi- sufficiently high level in terms of uh, written Chinese, uh, they might not express it correctly and they might put off your potential clients from buying your services. Uh, so it's really important that it's somebody who have a, a deep language understanding that is doing the the, the the translation and writing up of the copy for your website and your brochures, etc., so you don't end up with uh, with problems. Mm, actually, th- thinking about you know translations because so many things do get lost in translation, and I know being half Chinese myself, having a name of a business that's very auspicious is so important as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and if it's not auspicious, you're not actually going to, going to attract very many customers. So no. uh, yeah, I think that's that's wise advice, Carsten. It's you know think a lot about the name. In in a Western country, you tend to think more of you know if something's going to be a catchy name or memorable, but yes. we don't think so much about the lucky side of things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my my wife made made the the one of our business names, and she was ecstatic because she got the characters in that were the same that Goldman Sachs had been using, and it's like. Wow, this is a really good name. Here. So, uh, and uh, my wife is really well versed in the in the whole sort of. I mean, she, she's on a very high literary, literary level. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's that's the great benefit of using you, Carsten, because not only are you someone who's learned about the culture and how to do business in China through you know your past management consultancy work uh, in your earlier career too, but now mm. being married to someone who is 100% immersed in the culture, understands the language in depth, which is so important. Um, it, it makes it so so much easier. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for you I, as a go-to person. I was just about to say, I couldn't, I couldn't do it without my wife. I wouldn't say that because, of course, I could, but uh, it, it makes the whole thing a lot easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, well, I, th- I mean, it, it's good. It's good to be able to, to actually pull upon someone who is, say, part of your family who understands Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, somebody, somebody who have uh, skin in the game on uh, <laughs> exactly. making sure that it's work. Yeah, <laughs> so. Exactly. Now, you've told us a few pitfalls to avoid. Are there any other main pitfalls that are like, please be aware of this before even thinking about setting up a business? I think that the, there's uh, three sort of main problems. And one of them is uh, understanding the culture. Um, that's probably the one I haven't really touched on yet, but um, cultural understanding is uh, really, really important. Um, in my book, I have a, a chapter at the beginning on, on, you know, etiquette on doing business in China. It, I mean, there's a lot of other books out there on the subject, so I try not to make the book about that. 
Um, but um, I, I mean, the whole thing of of uh, creating a network Guangxi in China is uh, is important. It's not it's not everything to doing business, but it's important. And if you show your host when you go there that you actually understand a little bit about their culture and you embrace it by going out for dinner and having drinks and 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 entertaining them and letting them entertain you. You basically give them face, which is a very good thing uh, for, for business. So understanding the culture and not engaging in, in uh, behavior that is seen as, as offensive uh, to the Chinese is, um, is a huge issue. So cultural awareness is something you should definitely study on your own if you are going there, but uh, taking advice of from somebody is uh, from somebody reputable is is also a good idea. Yeah, and the, the language we just touched on before, um, and then of course there's a whole thing about context uh, because there's a, a, a blood red ocean of uh, people out there who say that they can set you up with the right contacts and the right people and all that. Uh, but I mean, I've seen so many times that even the right people, there might even be people who can get you in. Uh, I worked with a company a couple of years ago uh, from Europe who's selling accessories um, to to women, uh, handbags and all that in fast-moving segment. And they actually uh, decided that the, instead of working with us, they wanted to work with a company who was really, really good in that segment. Uh, but now this is uh, four years ago now and they still haven't got started. They're still with that other company, but they're basically parked. So this other company gets so many inbound requests that uh, they can pick and choose. And basically they prioritize their inbound requests and they put everybody else on hold. They only do what they can do. And you don't want to end up in a situation like that uh, as a business who wants to enter China as quickly as possible, being put on hold by your partner. Mm -hmm. So the right contacts and the ability to do something about it uh, within a specified time frame is, uh, is really, really important. Yeah, that that is such valuable advice, and um, and this this thing about Guangxi and also giving face. I, I remember when I was young, growing up, my mother being Hong Kong Chinese, she mm. would always say, and this is in Cantonese. I don't speak Mandarin. Bei Min, and I think in Mandarin is very very similar. But Bei Min is giving someone face. You know, like you turn up, even if it's something that you don't want to go to, you're right. there to pay your respects. Uh, exactly. Basically, and and it, it's like an an honor just to have been asked. So you need to be there. Yes. And just the little little things about how you um how you act and react to others uh, when they ask you a question and the way you look and your body language too is yes. so important. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's important everywhere in the world to to be courteous and and all that. But uh, I think in China, it's even more so. It's more formalized. I think. Uh, in that sense, so it's it's uh, yeah, giving face is uh, is definitely something I have to do, yeah. and, and by all means, uh, oh, oh, definitely need to avoid taking face away from somebody because <laughs> oh. that's uh, <laughs> a sure turn off from any business. No, and you'll never be forgiven. You know, no. the memories are very very long. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely, and so now, if someone wanted to work with you, Carsten, uh, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, they can get in touch with me via the, uh, my website, uh, vantagecompliance.com, um, or directly via email. Uh, my email is uh, carsten, that's C-A-R-S-T-E-N, at vantagecompliance.com. 
uh, and uh, that goes straight to me. So it is me who answer and read those emails. Mm. Well, I think if, if I was going to be thinking about going into China and distributing my products or services, you'd be the one that I'd, I'd go to first of all. So thanks for sharing yeah. those little tips and um, especially the pitfalls to avoid with regard to the etiquette and the cultural understanding, giving face. And I like that other term that you, you gave. There's a blood red ocean of people offering advice out there, but it could actually hold up your business uh, if you don't choose wisely too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you've got a special offer for our listeners, uh, which is a 50% off discount off the book Red Flag, Your Guide to Risk Management When Buying in China. Now, this is a great offer and it's time limited, isn't it? It's uh, The offer expires on the 31st of March, 2016. So be quick. Email Carsten at VantageCompliance.com. In the subject heading, put Jane Jackson Podcast, and you will get 50% off uh, your purchase of Red Flag, Carsten's first book about how to manage your risk when doing business in China. Yes. Yeah. Any, any parting back, words? I'll send back a, a, a discount code uh -huh. uh, based on that email, and, and, and uh, you're free to give me a call as well. Uh, if you want to have a, a brief chat, I'll be happy to to share more of my knowledge directly. Do you want to share your, your direct number? Yes, my di direct number is uh, 61 for Australia and then it's uh, 413089020. Um, okay, and I will have all of Carsten's details on my show notes on my website, Jane Jackson Coach forward slash podcast where you can find this episode of how to do business in China. So thank you so much for your time today, Carsten. That's been really valuable. I've learned some additional uh, little snippets of information from you as well. And um, if I ever want to do business in China, I'll, I'll give you a call. Thanks for having me, Dane. Okay. Thank you, Carsten. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step -step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. 
All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.